Just to be honest, I'm so full this morning, if I can preach. I know that one song we sang, Hallelujah, what a Savior. I can't hardly ever sing that song without getting blessed. It's one of my favorites. I guess I wouldn't mind if they'd sing that at my funeral. If I have a funeral, maybe the Lord will come back. <laughs> oh, bless his name. Thank the Lord. Thank God for his goodness. For so glad that you all are here this morning. More than that, I'm glad the Holy Spirit's here. I don't know what he wants to do this morning, but I believe he wants to do something. He already has been working in this service. And uh, I want to tell you, if, if, if you feel a little bit uncomfortable, remember that's the Holy Spirit urging you and speaking to you. And if you will just say yes, if you will just say yes, you can leave a different person this morning. <laughs> Hallelujah. Bless his name. Thank the Lord. Well, as we know, this is Palm Sunday. And uh, with the help of the Lord, I am going to speak to you along that line. I feel this is what the Lord has laid on my heart for this morning. So if you have your Bibles with you, I would like for you to turn with me to Matthew's Gospel, chapter 21. Matthew's Gospel, chapter 21. And we're going to begin reading at verse 1. And if you are able, would you stand with me for the reading of God's Word? And we want to read down through verse 10. Matthew chapter 21, and I'll be reading down through the 10th verse. I'm reading from the King James. If you have another version, that's perfectly all right. You just follow along with me. And uh, God's Word says, beginning at verse 1 of chapter 21 of Matthew, And when they drew nigh unto Jerusalem, and were come to Bethpage, unto the Mount of Olives, then sent Jesus to disciples, saying unto them, Go into the village over against you, and straightway you shall find an ass tied and a colt with her. Loose them and bring them unto me. And if any man say aught unto you, ye shall say, The Lord hath need of them, and straightway he will send them. All this was done, that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by the prophet, saying, Tell ye the daughter of Zion, Behold, thy king cometh unto thee, meek and sitting upon an ass, and a coal the foal of an ass. And the disciples went and did as Jesus commanded them, and brought the ass and the colt, and put on them their clothes, and they set him thereon. And a very great multitude spread their garments in the way. Others cut down branches from the trees and strode them in the way. And the multitudes that went before and that followed cried, saying, Hosanna to the Son of David. Blessed is he that cometh in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. And when he was come into Jerusalem, all the city was moved, saying, Who is this? Father in heaven, we ask that you would add your blessing to thy word this morning. Lord, we could go home right now and say it was good to be in your house. We felt your presence. You are here. But Lord, you know what needs to be accomplished in the remaining part of this service. So, Father, we commit it to you. 
Help us, Lord, to be nothing more than your instrument. Oh, God, keep us in this spirit and apply your truth. Speak to hearts. Lord, you are so good to us. Lord, we do praise and honor you. You are worthy. And so, Father, we just commit it now into your hands. In Jesus' name we ask it. Amen. You may be seated. I want you to notice these last three words for our text this morning from verse 10 where the multitude ask, who is this? Who is this? And if you have done any studying about this, of course you know there at Jerusalem at this time, there were a lot of people in Jerusalem. It was Passover time, and, and uh, the city streets had swelled with people and so forth. And so there was multitudes, and I'm sure, no doubt, at some of that multitudes, they had heard about Jesus. They have heard, no doubt, about some of his miracles that he had performed. And so Jesus, to, so that scripture would be fulfilled, he told his disciples, go to a certain place. There you will find a donkey and it's colt. Bring them to me. And, uh, of course, you know the story. You've probably read it. And, of course, they brought, uh, brought the, uh, the donkey and so forth to Jesus. And they put clothes on him and, set, and they set Jesus thereon. And they began to march, make their way into Jerusalem. And as they made their way into Jerusalem, of course, the people began to cry. Especially those that were following the Lord. They began to say, Hosanna, blessed is he that cometh in the name of the Lord. And so forth. And, of course... As we already saw on the screen, the scribes, Pharisees, they said, make your people be quiet. Silence your disciples. But Jesus said, oh, if they would be quiet, immediately the stones would cry out. And so as Jesus made his way, made his way then into Jerusalem, the crowd asked, who is this? In other words, who is this one that they are crying about? Who is this one that they're making such a big fuss over? You know, sometimes the world will do that to us. <laughs> who is this that you are praise, praising? Why do you get so happy about it? <laughs> Why do you rejoice? <laughs> who is this? Well, I have a very simple outline this morning. First of all, who is this that comes? Secondly, how did he come? And thirdly, why did he come? You see, in the question of our text this morning, who is this Jesus? And you know, this is the question that you and I are going to have to answer in our own heart. Before we leave this service this morning, every one of us will settle about who is Jesus to me personally. You see, when it comes to knowing Jesus Christ, you see, we cannot remain neutral. 
even though you would like to remain neutral, but you cannot. Because you see, even just like the crowd that was asking, uh, who is this? Who is this that is coming? Who is this one? You know, now they were crying. The crowds were crying, Hosanna and so forth. But in, we know in a few short hours, they would be crying, crucify him, crucify him. So who is he to you? Is he just one that you are praising? Is it one that you know about? Or is he one that you really know personally? That is what makes the difference. You see, beloved, there can be religious enthusiasm without a possession of Christ in the heart. Just like that crowd on that first Palm Sunday, there was a lot of enthusiasm among the crowd as, as they were crying, Hosanna and Hosanna and so forth and, and praising him. And of course we realize, of course, what many of the Jews were expecting. They were expecting when the Messiah to come. They were expecting someone that would uh, set up an earthly kingdom that would uh, defeat the Romans and so forth. But of course we know that's not, we know that's not why Christ came. So this morning, who is this one that comes? Who is this? May I tell you a little bit about him? You see, he is no temporal king, but he is a spiritual king. Oh, there is a time, there is a time coming in the future when he will be a temporal king. But we know he came to set up his spiritual kingdom. That he was a divine king. That he was just not another man, but he was the divine son of God. And we know, beloved, by the reading his, his word, that he was as much God as man. And on the other hand, he was just as much ma man as God. Now I can't explain how that is, but we know it's true. You see, he proved all this by his divinity. He proved his divinity by his teaching, by his example. So this morning, may I tell you a little bit about him? Who is this? You see, Jesus is the greatest personality that ever lived. He is supreme. He is unique. He is superior. Friend, you cannot make more of him, nor can you take anything away from him. He is just. He is righteous. He is merciful. You cannot add anything to his personality, nor can you take anything away from his personality. Maybe some of you are older ones. I'm sure some of the younger ones will not remember this. But some of us older ones, I'll include my. <laughs> There used to be a song, it was a popular song, that, they, that you used to hear on the radio. And uh, it was entitled, He. It went like this, the words, the lyrics. He can turn the tides and calm the angry sea. He alone decides who writes a symphony. He lights every star that makes our darkness bright. He keeps watch all through each long and lonely night. He still finds the time to hear a child's first prayer, 
saint or sinner call and always find him there. Though it makes him sad, the way we live, he always says, I forgive. And as a song it went on, he can grant a wish or make a dream come true. He can paint the clouds and turn the gray to blue. He alone knows where to find the rainbow's end. He alone can see what lies beyond the bend. He can touch a tree and turn the leaves to gold. He knows every lie that you and I have told. Though it makes him sad to see the way we live, he always says, I forgive. He. Who is he? He refers to the dominant ruler of the universe. He is God Almighty. In Genesis, the very first uh, book of the Bible, in Genesis 1.1, what does it say? It says, in the beginning, God. In the beginning, God created. Thank the Lord. And then in Genesis 1, 3, it says, where he says, let, it be, let there be light, and there was light. Who am I talking about? I'm talking about the one who rode in Jerusalem on that first Palm Sunday. Hallelujah. Without him, the Bible says, was not anything made that was made. He is the creator and the sustainer of all life. He is sustaining life this morning. Friend, that's why we are here. That's why we are alive. They say, well, I work, I do this, I take care of my... Listen, beloved, if it wasn't for the sustaining work of our Heavenly Father of Jesus Christ, friend, we would not have any breath to breathe. He, he flung the stars into space. He made the moon. He created the sun, hallelujah. He threw the planets... He made the earth, the solar system. He created all the animals. Who am I talking about? I'm talking about the one who came that first, that first Palm Sunday who wrote it. They asked, who is he? Thank the Lord. He's the one who formed man in his own image. He is the designer and the builder of all this wonderful world that we enjoy. He scooped out the valleys, piled up the mountains, made the babbling brooks, created the roaring sea, and set the boundaries of the sea. He, the great Savior, the Lord of Lords, hallelujah, He paints the beauty of a sunset. He puts the blush on a rose each morning, hallelujah. You know, the psalmist wrote, it said in Psalm 18 too, The Lord is my rock and my fortress and my deliverer, my strength, my salvation, and my high tower. Who am I talking about? I'm talking about this is the one that came. Hallelujah. Psalm 23, 1, we know it. It says, He is my shepherd. He is my shepherd. Hallelujah. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He restoreth my soul. Psalm 40 and verse 2, it says, He brought me up out of an horrible pit, out of the miry clay, and set my feet upon a rock, and established my goings. He, Jesus, the incarnate Son of God. Let me tell you who He is. He healed the blinded eyes. Made the deaf to hear. Cleansed the leper. Raised the dead. 
Friend, you see, this one that came that first Palm Sunday, he wasn't just an ordinary man. He wasn't just another individual, but he was the creator, the son of God. He conquered temptation. Thank the Lord. He went through temptation and conquered it so that we could conquer it. Hallelujah. He, my friend, he took our sins to the cross so that we could be set free. He conquered death so that you and I could have eternal life. He, my friend, he delivered us from hell when we give our life to him. Bless his name. He is the bread of life. He is the door of salvation. He is the king of kings. He is the matchless redeemer. He, my friend, is our glorious living savior. Bless his name forever. It's no wonder that hymn writers have written about him. He breaks every fetter. He is able to deliver thee. He hideth my soul. He included me. He is so precious to me. He's everything to me. He breaks the power of canceled sin. He's a wonderful Savior to me. He leadeth me. He ransomed me. Hallelujah. He rules the world. He lives. He arose. Wonderful, wonderful, majestic God and Savior Jesus Christ. That's who He is. You see, Jesus, He represents the expression of every vocation of life. <laughs> Let me tell you who he is. Now, I didn't write this. I wrote it down for myself, and I don't know who came up with this, but listen. To the astronomer, he's the bright and morning star. To the artist, he's altogether lovely. To the baker, he's the bread of life. To the biologist, he, he is the source of life. To the botanist, he's the rose of Sharon. Hallelujah. To the builder, he's the sure foundation. To the carpenter, he's the saving door. To the doctor, he's the great physician. To the educator, he is the incomparable teacher. To the engineer, he's the new and living way. To the farmer, he's the sower and lord of harvest. To the florist, he's the lily of the valley. To the geologist, he's the rock of ages. To the horticulturist, he is the true vine. To the jurist, he's the righteous judge. To the, to the juror, he's the faithful and true witness. To the jeweler, hallelujah, he's the pearl of great price. Oh, let me tell you who he is, my Savior. The one that came, thank God, that first Palm Sunday. To the lawyer. He is the counselor and an advocate. To the, to the magician, he is the true harmony. To the writer, he's the good tidings of great joy. To the philanthropist, he's the unspeakable gift. To the philosopher, he is the wisdom of God. To the preacher, he's the word of God. To the sculptor, he is the living stone. To the servant, he's the good master. Thank God. Hallelujah. To the statesman, he's the desire of all nations. To the student, he's the incarnate truth. To the theologian, 
He is the author and finisher of our faith. To the toiler, he is the giver of rest. To the traveler, he's the way. To the sinner, he is the savior. To the Christian, he's the comforter. Thank God, he is the lover of the poor. He's the healer of the sick. He's the matchless teacher. He's the friend that sticketh closer than a brother. Bless his name. He's the friend of sinners. Aren't you glad? That's who he is. That's who came on that first Palm Sunday. Who is this Jesus, they asked. That's who he is. You cannot improve upon his personality. You cannot make him better than what he already is. Praise God, and the Bible says that he changes not. Hallelujah. Thank the Lord. I know a lot of people change. Friends we thought would never fail us, they change. You've been there, haven't you? But he never changes. <laughs> Hallelujah. Well, secondly, how did he come? He came humbly. He came, left heaven's glory. You know, I, I can't comprehend that. Why Jesus would leave the glories of heaven, leave the companionship of his Father, and come down to this old world where he was so mistreated. Friend, you and I wouldn't do that. Uh-uh. He came as a helpless little babe that first Christmas. Can you think? God in the form of an infant the eyes that could not even quite focus on his mother, but yet saw the whole world on the other hand. Those feet that his mother had to teach him how to walk, but yet he was so divine he could walk on the water. <laughs> those little baby hands that could hardly you know would reach out for his mother whether, but yet those little hands that was able to touch the leper that was able to raise the dead he came as a little babe helpless the God who formed the, the, formed the universe and yet he came lowly. And we know he wasn't born in a hospital or in a king's palace, but he was born in a barn. You know, he came lowly and meekly because he knew that it would take that for us to know him. And you see, when he came lowly as a little babe, left heaven, he looked down before he left heaven, and I believe no doubt God saw every one of us. And for us to know him, 
he realized that he was going to have to become like us. I cannot comprehend that kind of love. That's how he came. And when he came, that first Palm Sunday, he didn't come riding on a white, prancing stallion, but on a donkey, lowly. Not the sign of royalty, but the sign of a poor man. Meekness, lowly, the opposite of pride. Oh, how we need that today, don't we? Thank God he came. That's how he came. But why did he come? I want to tell you this morning, folk. He didn't come to make us happy. Although when we give our heart to him, he does give us joy. He didn't come to make us rich. Although when he comes into our hearts, he enriches our lives to the extent, my friend, that we cannot describe it. I want to tell you, as I look back, God has been so good to my family. The riches, oh no, I'm not rich materially, but oh, I'm rich spiritually. <laughs> Hallelujah. He came, my friend. You know why he came? He came because we needed a redeemer. We needed someone to deliver us from the chains of sin. And friend, I want to tell you, you may think, beloved, you may think, well, I can stop my sinning anytime I want to. No, you can't. Sin is stronger than you are. String ha sin will have more a hold upon you than what you can break. But I want to tell you, bless his name, if you will come to the master and if you will receive, thank God, what he did on Calvary for your sins, he can break the chains of sin. He will break the chains of habit. Hallelujah. He will set you free. Bless his holy name. Praise God forever. And I don't care, beloved, how deep in sin you might have gone. There is victory for you. Praise God forever. Or on the other hand, may you, you may be way up here with so much pride. And sometimes God has to bring the proud down. But he can do that and give you victory in your heart if you will surrender to Jesus Christ. He came as our Redeemer. Thank God. Now let me ask you, what are you going to do about it? What are you doing about it? Do you know him? Not know about him, but do you know him personally? Have you come to the place where you've surrendered your all to Christ? And you have asked him to be your Lord and Savior. And you given, have given your heart and life to him. Friend, you see... This morning, you and I, we will either say yes to him or no to him. You say, well, I don't want to decide now. I want to put it up. Well, friend, just to postpone is to say no. 
he stands before us this morning. He's here. He's here. What will you do with him? Who is this? He's the blessed son of God, the creator, the Lord of glory. And I want to tell you, beloved, if we do not kneel before him now and make him Lord of our life, the Bible tells us there is coming a time when every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess. And I want to tell you, beloved, I don't know about you, but I'd rather bow before him now while I'm able to choose him and let him be the Lord of my life than to wait and then be forced to bow. For we will bow sooner or later. Bow before him this morning. Stand with me, please. Father, we thank you. We thank you that you are here. We thank you that you came. You came to set us free from sin, to redeem us, to make us a new person in Christ Jesus. And Lord, there's not a one of us here this morning that if we have a need that you will not meet 